Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes you are. Uh, each week we get together we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We cars, cars, cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony if people want to support this podcast what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm actually quite excited for this. Are you? We are going to be recalling every second, every minute of, I'm going to come out and say, I think our greatest adventure yet, the Mille Emilia. Well, the fact, we, I mean, we're still friends. Yeah, what, I mean, it's we, amazing that. We spent four days in a car together, basically 15 hours a day. We'll get onto it, but I had a little bit of a wobble on, a five-minute wobble on. We're going to get onto it. But in general, we didn't have an argument. No. There was no, no tension. We was fine, mate, which is... I thought one of us was going to punch each other in the face. Uh, I, I genuinely, I'll get the nice stuff out of the way now okay. so I can spend the rest of the episode mobbing you up. I said it to you on the phone when we got back. I'll say it to you again. I don't think there's anyone else in the world. Oh, bless you. Except my wife. That I could have done that trip with. You're very kind. Yeah. It was hard, mate. It was. I, I'd agree, mate. I don't Same. know now if you've seen the main channel videos. I'm not entirely sure when this video is going out. We're recording it couple of days after we've got back so that's you know all the stories are fresh in our mind but we're holding this back until the main content has gone out on the main channel yeah hopefully you would have seen both parts maybe you've seen one part anyway long story short it was hard and i hope that came across in the videos it was actually quite a hard it was hard to capture the most intense parts mm. simply because they were intense. And despite the fact we had a film crew and I had thousands of GoPros, when when shit got going, yeah, there's me swearing, 
shit really got going. Did, yeah. you know, I, it really hit a fan. It really hit a fan. <laughs> and there was no, at no point we were like, oh, Tony, can you turn the camera on? It was like, hold on. Uh, yeah. We might not make it through this. Um, okay, so look, let's rewind and start right at the beginning. Um, so just again to recap in case you've been living under a rock and haven't heard us banging on about this damn event for the last few weeks. Mila Emilia, iconic road race, took place between 1927 and 1957. Uh, back then, it was legitimately just a race. People would set off from Brescia, drive a thousand mile route around Italy and try to get back in 12, 13 hours. Uh, famously won by Sterling Moss in 10 hours in the Mercedes-Benz SLR 300 or 300 SLR. Um, nowadays, it's what's called a regulation rally or historic rally, uh, which usually means that you have various um, stages, special stages, where essentially you have to keep uh, sort of minimum speeds or, or, or average, speed. average speeds, and then you're sort of driving along the route between those special stages. That's what we thought we were taking part in. <laughs> that isn't what happened. What we very quickly realised was, no, we had entered... <laughs> A race around Italy on public roads. In a 20-year-old <laughs> Ferrari, surrounded by a thousand horsepower, modern supercars. Oh, my God. <laughs> so before you turn up, before day one, before this dawned on us, what did you think you were coming to? What the flipping hell am I doing on this plane at half past nine at night? No, no, what no. I originally thought. That's not what I asked, but oh. thanks for the info. No, what event did you think you were attending? When I said to you, do you want to come on Mille Emilia? Or when you said, offered to come on Mille Emilia, what did you think you were going to be doing? What did you think the event was? Well, I, I obviously knew it existed, but I didn't know, I did, obviously didn't know as much as you in terms of what the event was. But, I mean, it turned out you didn't know as much as you. <laughs> you actually got there and got going. But, like, I, I knew what it was. I was aware of it. And a big Ferrari fan, as we both are. I, I kind of, when 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 you mentioned it to me, I thought, because I'm a big Ferrari fan, I thought, you know what, like, I, I probably I probably should say, yeah, I'll, I'll go. And it was like, oh, I'll let you know, because I'm going away at the end of the month and fitting it all in and, and with work and whatnot. And I thought, oh, no, sod it. Do you know what? I'm probably not, not going to go again. As in, for me, it was free. So... I, I kind of thought, well, I better go because it's because it's free. As in, you have to. It's a lot of money to do it, by the way. Twelve thousand euros per car, per uh, per car with two people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. supercars normally have two people in them. FFs, Lusos. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any FFs or Lusos? One. I uh, saw one. How many? Uh, two, two. I saw two How FFs. How many people did it have? In two it? people. Anyway, let's well, we're <laughs> get a quick. But what I'm trying to understand is what did you... I know you've heard of Mille Emilia. Yeah. I know you knew there were Ferraris. But what did you think each day would involve? What What did you think we'd be doing oh, on I this see. event? I see, right, okay. So I thought, traditionally, because I do a lot of road trips, I thought lovely scenery, nice coffee shops. You know what the Italians are like? They get the buffet, they get the ham and the cheese and the salad. And... and um, we're going to be driving nice and briskly in beautiful hills and out because that's beautiful hotels. That, those are the driving events you go on. Correct. It's what, it's what, and, You'd never done a competition rally. And I just thought it was a, because it was Ferrari backed or, you know, Ferrari associated. I thought, 
Oh, this is a bit of meat. This, this, this is this is going to be brilliant. Five and star hotels, nice people, nice locations, everything. And I, and and and, and, and then we got there. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I presented you with the route books, I could not get my head around it. The morning of day one, you were like, "What's this?" No, no, no. I said to you, "Mate, what are these?" <laughs> and you, and you, I remember you. You give them to me. They're in a pack, in a in a like a proper uh, binded pack. Binded yeah. pack. Four big books, like when I say like big books, like the Bible, they were huge. Huge. I said, mate, what are these? You said, this is your, the guides for the for the four days. I said, what, all four? He said, yeah. I said, <laughs> they were so big. And the thing is, I I I understand where you're coming from because if you hadn't, if you've never done a competition rally before, if you've never even witnessed what's involved. Yeah, you just assume it's a driving trip, a driving tour, like so many of these customer events that all of these big brands do. And on those events, you'll usually get handed an itinerary. Sometimes it's a bit of a lengthy itinerary, breaks it down, gives you a rough guide of where you're going. So I thought maybe you would assume that's what I was handing you. But, yeah. But, but no, because <laughs> the route book is part of the competitive element where your co-driver, and, and this is why you have to have a co-driver or a navigator, literally guides you between the stages. Because it's not like you put into Google, right, we finished one special stage, Google Maps to the next one. No chance. You have to follow a very specific route. And there are various time checks or stamps that you collect along that to make sure that you're going the right way so yeah. that you, you can't cheat, essentially. <laughs> and, okay, what we thankfully found out is that there are little Mille Emilia signs along the route that do point where to go but if you think oh well then fine you don't need to read the route book you're wrong because when you're doing circa 100 miles an hour past one of these signs as we discovered not that all easy to just slam on the brakes and go back so you you do need to follow the route book you really need to know where you're going absolutely and and actually through that through the whole thousand miles we only made one mistake mate and that was only because there was a police van parked right in front of the sign. And as you'll see in some of the videos when you watch Sam's main channel, the route book is not that easy to navigate, to be fair. And and at certain stages, I would lose where we were. Because it was sign language. It didn't say... sign language. It didn't say, continue 300 metres, turn no. right. It was, it was sign language. That, that Tony had to decode, which he did live... As we left the line, it did, I mean, firstly, because I also didn't understand it. So it didn't matter how much we tried to break the code, like in the World War II at breakfast that morning. By the time we left, neither of us have really figured it out. No. So our plan was just follow the cars in front. Yeah. Problem was, and this is what we should get into now, the cars in front were SF90s. Yeah. And by the time we left the line, they were gone. Nowhere to be seen. And you would have known from the footage. We were like... Where do we go? And I remember when you, when you, when we'd gone, I opened this book up, and I looked at this book, and I and I and I said, "Oh, so, so I, I have no idea where we are, mate. I mean, I don't know what these signs are. I mean, like Sam said, it is literally sign language, and it's turn left here, turn right here, yeah. but none of it meant anything because I didn't know what it meant, and it took me like an hour or something for me to half understand it, and then I did get it." Hot. Then you were fantastic. Once I, I had to, so once you'd figured it out, yeah. it made the entire event way more enjoyable because then as a driver, I could really focus on participating and because Tony would call, okay, right, you've got 11 kilometers, go. Okay, turning, coming up here. So I always knew what was ahead of me so I could really plot and plan. You wanted to win. 
Well, so this is the thing is, I thought, I, I, I knew of these events. The first time really part, like competing in one, I thought, right, it's all about these special stages with these average speeds or minimum speeds or time trials. Like that's what it's all about. <laughs> and between those stages, you know, people do what they want to do, but fundamentally it's not a race. It's not timed. Officially, huh. and Mila Mila, I don't want to get in trouble for saying this. That is correct. So when you set off from the start line, it says, right, you've now got, three and a half hours to get to the next timestamp or the what, what would it say the time check correct um you got three and a half hours it's like a stage you like a stage you got yeah. 200 kilometers that means you need to average 35 kilometers an hour or whatever that was whatever made, made was. up math yeah. so um so it's always suggested that you can do it well within the speed limits of the road what it turned out to be was that was <laughs> not the case no so because of traffic because of needing to stop for fuel or wanting to stop for a coffee because the days were 15 hours long. Uh, the minute you had just taken the tiniest break, suddenly you were up against it. Completely up against it as well. Yeah. And if you were a minute late or without, or sorry, either side of the minute that you were supposed to arrive at that stamp, you got penalized. Yeah. So you had to arrive at these stamps, these time checks within your sort of three hour 30 or two hour 50 or whatever yep. that window you were given. So we would always set off being like, oh, I got loads of time. We'll be fine. Uh Oh, let's stop for a coffee. We'd have a coffee. We'd have a chat. We'd do some filming and then somebody go, oh, hold on a sec, mate. We've got 20 minutes to do 40 kilometers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> get going. And so for day one, we couldn't work out why everyone was driving like Nutters. Well, day one we was okay, mate. It was day two, that, day we two. that we fell behind because we actually day two we relaxed a bit more. Day one we was a bit urgent, although you know the first hour or so we didn't really know what we were doing or where we were going, and we were trying to follow cars. But but um, we thought we'd figured it out by, by the end, end day of one. day one. We'd kind we'd of hit all of our time checks at the right time. Correct the the we, the time stages. Well, we caught the first one up. We 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 talk about that. We we thought we'd figured it out. So if it goes into day two, loads more relaxed. Yeah, we're like, oh, we we have a coffee, have a breakfast. It's a long day. Yeah, like no we left, rush. Left the hotel at seven a.m. So we didn't have time for breakfast. We had a quick coffee. We'll stop somewhere on the way. We get some fuel. Don't forget, people, as well. Every other car on the trip was just doing the Melia Melia. We were filming. Mele. Mele. Melia. Melia. It's impossible to say, isn't it? I can't say it, man. Miglia, Miglia. Miglia, Miglia. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, anyway, <laughs> we're gonna. both of us will say it completely differently throughout this podcast. For sure. Yeah, but you're right. Everyone else was there competing. Exhausting enough. We, we were, were also filming. We yes. were trying to compete and you were doing your job. Yeah. Whilst organising a film crew and, and organising where we are and where they were going to meet. So we had an added pressure of... Because don't forget, we we wanted to compete, but quite rightly, mate, you was at work. You yeah, were trying I, to do your job. As I well. think I said it to you on day three because we got quite competitive on day two, <laughs> and uh, and then that really got like that messed us up. Things went a bit wrong. We'll tell the story in a second, but yeah. it meant day three. I said to you, look, mate, as fun as this has been, as competitive as we both become, 
I'm here. I've got to make videos. The yeah. only reason I'm here is to make videos. If I cock up the videos, it has been a complete waste of money. Yeah. So that's what we've got to focus on. And if it means we drop down the order, we drop down the order. Luckily, we didn't. We oh. nailed day three, mate. It was a it, long oh, day, no, but we, we nailed, nailed it. it. Absolutely yeah. nailed it, mate. But um, okay, so yeah, so so here we are, day one. We're taking off. We suddenly realise that this pace is is so much faster than we realised, and because of what we think is an administrative error, but I actually have a bit of a suspicion about, um, we were right at the back. So the entry list is done by year of manufacturer. So there was like a, a 330 GTC or something like that, and a 308, a couple of challenge for Dali's. And then should have um, been us. And then it should have been us. But for some reason, instead of 2002 as year of manufacture, we got put down as 2022. So literally, we were in the pack with 812 GTSs, SF90s, FH Tributos. Rammers. clearly, these were the nutters of the rally. Yeah. Now, I don't want to... I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I don't want to ever stop the event from taking place. And I'm probably, or we're probably going to now speak about the few, not the many. Yeah. And I think what we experience and what we say won't stop the race anyway. As no, in, and it won't be everyone's experience. It won't be everyone's experience, no. But what it's we what will we say is that within that group, there were some drivers that were beyond dangerous. Yeah. Like, terrifyingly, illegally dangerously driving terrifying is like a modest word and and i'm fairly brave on the road i drive fairly briskly on the road i always say within my means and and safely within my means but even for me to see it i thought oh my god like i can't like i literally i cannot believe what i'm seeing and the reason it was so shocking and dangerous is it was within traffic. Yeah. Now, look, if we were up on open mountain roads, which we were at various stages, I'm all for fast, quick driving. Absolutely. 100%. We're quiet. Yeah. We're by ourselves. But the times where both Tony and I were like, like, what are we witnessing? Let's get the heck out of this. Was even when we were in Ferrari convoy traffic. Like, okay, we've all caught up with the police convoy or the pace car. So we're now a line of 25 Ferraris. You've got SF90s lunging 812 GTSs with a truck coming towards us the opposite direction. People forcing other people off the road or forcing gaps where they don't exist. It was so shocking. And, and, and day one, that's exactly what happened. In the afternoon, we ended up in this kind of line of cars. And I was like, cool, fine. Well, obviously, it's going to all cruise now to the next event. We must be behind the police escort or the pace car because we were told that there's a pace car throughout the event. Like, if you ever get catch a pace car, you're not allowed to overtake it. So stop for fuel and then you can do what you want. Anyway. We call up and the overtaking of each other. Like mm. I'm talking like three or four cars wide on single track roads. Like ridiculous. So we actually got out of it. We yeah, I was like, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to be part of this. Like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna bail. And as I say, it we is stop, we stop for a coffee. We stop for a coffee. Because yeah, I'm like, did, what's yeah. the point in this? Like yeah. it's, it's just and I think really the reason it seemed more dangerous than it might have been. I don't think I don't think I'm I don't think we're over selling this. I think it I was. I think we're underselling Maybe it, we're underselling so, some, it. Some of the stuff that we see, I've never ever seen before no, in my life. And wouldn't want to. And wouldn't can't believe there weren't, I genuinely can't believe there weren't fatal crashes. Me too, like, mate. Actually, like like fatalities. Well, mate, do you remember that, do you remember the, 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 the F8 Spider? Yeah. 
and then the SF90 come around the outside of him. On so a blind the, corner. On a blind, so there was an F8 spider that was overtaking some traffic. And I'm not saying he was overtaking at 30 or 40 mile an hour. He was overtaking quickly. He come past us. Yeah, yeah. And then an SF90 come round the outside of him. They're both on the wrong side of the road. The, the SF90 is nearly on the verge. Kicking up dust. Kicking up dust. Yeah. Overtaking uh, a, an F8 Tributo that was already going really quickly. Yeah. I mean, honestly. like Ridiculousness, some, right? Some of them, mate. And some of the 812 GTSs as well. They seem to be the the, the, the the worst culprits, the the eight twelve GTSs, oddly, and and the SF nineties. They seem to be the worst and, and I from think what we saw. It was in even more intimidating for me because of the, the pace differential. Because yeah. we were with this group, you know, I, I I can only well, first I'm looking to overtake traffic safely. But secondly, the the power differential, I have to really judge my gaps. You know, firstly, right-hand drive vehicle, thank God I had Tony with me to help me kind of try and judge the traffic and judge, judge the gaps. These guys seem to think, because of the power that they had or the fact that they were on the Mille Emilia, they were invincible. Yeah. They'd, in their heads, they were just like, oh, well, when we have the police escorts, which are on occasions you do get and we're going to talk about, yeah. we can carve through the traffic, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. But when you're alone... That doesn't really apply. And in their heads, they're like, oh, I've got all the power in the world. I'm on the Mille Mille. Like, I'll just do whatever I want. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm in a Ferrari. I'm coming through. So I was just constantly waving people through because I'm, like, I'm just not going to get in the mix. Like, I'm just going to piss someone off. And all that's going to happen is I'm going to finally go for my overtake of this truck. And as I think I'm doing a good job, I'm going to look over the left or I'm not going to notice some bell end trying to launch me around the outside as I'm already doing an overtake. So bell end is nice. Yeah. But, you know, Flipping, we're starting on a bit of a negative and I don't want to, but it, it's important for us to get out because it's something that we really couldn't and I wouldn't want to document on the event because no. because 99% of the event was incredible unbelievable mind-boggling but the few could ruin it and will ruin it and also will kill people if not themselves at some point that's the big problem and, and, and because we couldn't film it and we didn't want to film it it was the first thing I wanted to talk about on this yeah. podcast yeah was just to raise the flag that say if any of you are listening and you maybe overdid it a little bit or if any of you are thinking of taking part in this event, firstly, do not be encouraged to act the way that some of the idiots do. Because I, I think I saw a bit of that peer pressure. Of, we, we actually, we noticed it, didn't we? we a couple did, of the yeah. other cars who had been behaving all of the rally, yeah. we'd suddenly get in the mix or in a convoy or at lunch, somebody, some of the other guys were mobbing them up. Oh, mate, you've got a very nice car there, but you're not using it properly. Yeah, then yeah. we'd follow him out of lunch. and he'd You try heard and, that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. But. Which, you know, I, I, and then suddenly people were like, oh, well, I'm going to go for an overtake and getting it a bit wrong and stuff like that. So, we had the best time because basically, mate, we did our own thing. We did. I yeah. think that's why we enjoyed it so yeah. much. If I had a little bit of a smaller penis and I was, I mean, it's small enough, but <laughs> if, if it was even smaller and I thought, oh, God, oh God, I've got to keep up with it. Oh, I'm not having this. You're not coming past me. Look at how good I can drive. We'd be dead. For sure. And I'm glad you're not like that because I am a little bit like that. <laughs> but, but no, 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 but yeah, wait a minute. Within reason. But I wouldn't drive like that. If they started doing that, but what I would have done, I would have marked their cards and wait till I got in the hills, then give it to them. Well, because they would have crashed. Well, they would have crashed. And yeah. weirdly enough, and this was Tony's big sort of moment that he was so thrilled about. And actually, I think I do have some footage of him reacting to that. I just don't know whether it's made it into the edit yet because I haven't edited all the videos. Once we got into the hills and onto the twisties, where theoretically these cars are at their best and is really where you have an excuse to start pushing on. Should be. 
They all cruised. Yeah. That's what we couldn't understand. Like, yeah. that's where I was like, great. Now, now I can start to unleash the car a bit. We kept getting held up by yeah. all the idiots who were driving like absolute psychos in amongst traffic on the motorway or just around town. Like, people were like launching it like 30, like 50 kilometer speed limits or 40 kilometer speed limits. And they're launching it through Doing town over mile opposite yeah, side yeah. of the road. Oh, Yep. Anyway, we sound like old men, but it was important for us to say, and I say, I, I don't want it to ruin what is an incredible event. And it, it didn't ruin our experience, but I want to do it as an advisory to anyone who's thinking about participating and hopefully a bit of a slap around the face for any of you that thought, actually, maybe I did drive like a bit of an idiot because there were enough wives there telling off various husbands or partners. Oh, that would have happened. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. We didn't, yeah, we didn't need yeah. to do it in the moment. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so... That was our realization on day one: is that between these events, we we got to get cracking on. Um, but 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 also, we've got to nail the special stages because <laughs> once you'd figured out the route, because like okay, we've got a chance here now, Tony. We rock up at our first special stage. Do you want to do you want to try do you want to try and explain what how a special stage works and how we completely fluffed it? So so we had a. Sam knew that, that we could uh, download this app for this special stage. Special stage. By the way, recommended by a listener. By record, by record. Thank you very much. So this stage was a was a was a small timed stage um, for. So you'd have various various times for four or five sections. So and and they were all different. So say half a kilometre, you and they'd say you have got to do twenty. 23 kilometers an hour and then that's the time you got to do it in you got a minute to do it in and then that's how you get your speed so sam said use this app so i bought the ipad we plugged them all in plugged it all in gets to the first stage he said mate just press that button and then leave it and it will count down so we get we, we get there we cocked it right <laughs> up. <laughs> we go through the first thing and it started counting again. And I think, I don't think it was our, that was our fault. I, I think it was think the app. Was the yeah, app. Was I think we app. misread the app. So the first stage was completely out the window. And it wasn't until the end of the first day. We said, don't worry, mate. Like, don't worry. We'll, we'll now the, now the time where we have to get to the stage where we can get the our The time stamp. checks. The, the time overall check. time checks. Throughout Within the, day. the minute. Yeah. We'll now that. Anyway, it appears that's not the end of the world. The time <laughs> checks because you don't get hardly any points for that. It's the time staged and the average. There was two, an average stage and a time stage. They're the ones where you get the points and you have to now. So on the, fir on the first day out of 112 cars or 116 something like cars. That, something like that. We were 91st. <laughs> 93rd. <laughs> we're 93. So here's, here's some behind the scenes that didn't make it on camera. So the first day is from, from uh, Desenzano Delgado, which is just outside Brescia, over to Rimini. So it's a slightly shorter day than the classic cars. Rimini is out on the coast. So we'd have this quite long day. We must have been arriving there at sort of 9 p.m.-ish, I think. It was dark. It was late, mate. It was late. We were yeah. a bit tired, you know, because it's the first day. It was full on. Yeah. We tired, and we were both starving because left at two. Yeah, left at two. We hadn't really had lunch. We had a late breakfast, and we hadn't really had lunch, so we were both starving. Yeah. And all we kept thinking is, oh, I can't wait for dinner. So we arrive into into Rimini, and we're <laughs> trying to figure out where to park up the cars. We got a bit lost because it was dark, and we weren't in the route book. And we finally turn up. We see some cars. Right here we go. Turn off the car. Uh, because there are so many of us, you're split up between hotels. So when you pay your 12,000 euros uh, for, the, for the three nights, um, Ferrari just handle all the, 
the hotels for you and it says minimum four star. So all these towns you're going to, they just tell you which hotel you're in. And we weren't in the same place that dinner was. No. was we were already a bit annoyed. We're like, oh, I've got to walk over there. Let's just go to dinner, mate. So up we go, beautiful terrace, the Grand Hotel, the Grand Palais Rimini. Yeah. Like, beautiful building, yeah, yeah. amazing terrace. We're like, oh, here we go, here we go. And the whole day, Tony had been talking about having fish for dinner. It's all he wanted. I don't know what was up with him. He just kept banging, oh, I'm going to have a lovely piece of fish later. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Italy, I have an old nice little sea bass. That's or something. it. Yeah. That's all you were talking about. Yeah, it was, yeah. So we sit down, we find this little table by ourselves, classic us. You know, big table, but we find it, you know, one by ourselves. And we're sitting there and we're catching up on social media and doing our bits of bobs. So I go, oh God, where's that? Get a drink or something like that. It'd been 45 minutes at this point. It's 10 p.m. now. It's now 10 p.m. Yeah. And we're like, oh God, we're a bit tired. I want to go to bed. A couple of friends come over who'd been helping us out with the rally. So, oh, we're catching up. They say, oh, let's join you. So, oh, yeah, please do. They sit down. We're chatting away. We discover the rankings for the day. We're all buzzed. Oh, mate, let's see how we got on. Discover we're 93rd. Mood, <laughs> mood hits rock bottom. Our mates are laughing at us, going, you haven't got a clue. Well, we and they, they've been sitting down for about 30 minutes now. We're going, Where's this bloody food? Yeah. It's now like 10.30. No food. We've been there for about an hour. Yeah. And we're going, we've got to be up at 6 a.m., 5.30 tomorrow morning. Yeah. We just want to eat something and go to bed. Finally, the food comes out. Little sort of Michelin star. Little, here's your coup de tête. Aperitif. Aperitif. Amuse the bouche. Fuming. So don't worry, mate. Main course is coming. This is <laughs> about 11.15, out comes... The most mediocre slice of meat. No fish for Tony. Oh, fuming. Mediocre slice of meat. And we were both just like, we're going to bed. So we stood up. I think everyone at the table thought we were rude. So you know who you were sitting at our table. Apologies if we ran away. But we were both so... Because at that point, firstly, I had to brief, I had to debrief and brief the camera crew who were with us. Josh and Matt did a fantastic job. But every single night, we had to look at the route for the next day, work out where they were going to go, work out the plan, review footage, blah, blah. I was also trying to download podcast stuff and anyway so i was like i've got an hour hour and a half work to do yeah so we just got up and left <laughs> and we vowed never again <laughs> shall we participate in a ferrari dinner yeah and actually it was the most sensible thing that we did because the following day arriving into rome everyone had been building up mate the arrival to rome is spectacular you get a police escort you drive around town 100 kilometers an hour it's so insane like it's the best thing and i'd heard this from so many people just wait until the drive into rome so by the time we got to the finish line in rome it was about nine eight nine but no nine p.m probably it was easy nine p.m mate it was a long day it was, that was a, a long day, 14 day, hour two. day yeah day two was 14 hours and by this point you'd you had lost your cool a bit. You were hungry. You were tired I was, and hungry. I was hungry. We both were, mate. 100%. We, we were both hungry and tired. I think I knew what was ahead. I think you'd thought, right, we've made it to Rome. That's got to be it. I just want to I just want to park up and have some food. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, mate. This goes off. <laughs> so we then had queue after queue. We had to go up on a bridge and shake some guy's hand that we didn't know who he was. And there was another queue. And, and he said our name out loud. He said loud. our name out loud. And we that waved can't to the be crowd. Like a date protection. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be illegal. <laughs> and then the police escort starts. And maybe this year they got something a bit wrong. Because <laughs> they got my name wrong. Well, they got <laughs> Firstly, they never pronounced the D at the end of Tony Denard. It was always Tony Denard. Yeah, it was, yeah. He's Mr. Denard. Um, but we start off on the police escort and we just sat in traffic for about an hour. Oh, didn't man. we? The police escort was a bit, they were a bit distracted, I think. So finally it gets to like 11.15 and we're in some multi-story car park in Rome. Fuming. Exhausted. <laughs> Tied long, long, long day. 
going, we are not going to that Ferrari dinner. So we go up some escalators and we're on the like main strip where all the classics are coming by. In Rome. Everyone's there with their camera phones. We're like, oh, noisy cars. We turn to the right. We see- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A restaurant, like, oh, this would be nice. Let's just go in here. It looks busy. I've got a table of two. Yeah, inside. Oh, yeah, no problem inside. Then we go. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at the it's menu. So hungry. I'm going, oh, so it looks all right. And then I see a thing which is like, uh, blah, 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 called Harry's Bar. And if you don't know, Harry's Bar is a super famous restaurant from Venice. They've yeah. got a few around the world, but super famous. Nice food as well. Really nice food. Yeah. Very expensive. <laughs> Very very expensive. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's on expenses. W- that's weird. That's <laughs> that's funny that they've got a meal from Harry's Bar, and then I turn over the page. It goes Harry's Bar special. I'm like, huh? And I pull the menu down. And I look at the plate, and the plate says Harry's Bar. And I look but at Tony. I, I go, we was going well, to of course bar. you did, mate. <laughs> so I look at Tony. And I go, oh mate, we're in Harry's Bar. He goes, yeah. Why do you think I picked this place? <laughs> the most expensive restaurant in Rome. I mean. To be honest, it was required. We had a lovely lady serenade us from the piano. And I had fish. You had fish, finally. (laughs) We went, okay, saved the day a little bit. But boy, were we tired. This is the thing is, the days were so long. Yeah. And because of the pace you're running, so you're you're flat out, firstly. So you're really focusing, concentrating, getting through traffic, avoiding accidents. You're reading pace notes or or the, the route. Then we've got the special stages, 30 degree heat, filming and managing the filming crew. We were just ruined, weren't we? We were ruined, yeah. And and as well, when, so we went to bed on the, on day two after already doing, after already probably being up 16 hours, I would say. And and we had to get back up, mate, at 5.30 again the next morning. Day so three, the longest day. The longest day. So we didn't even have any breakfast. We just wafted a coffee down. I remember as I come down the stairs, you said, mate, there's a coffee. Because you yeah. got, got down a couple of minutes before me and you went, mate, there's a coffee. We're going. Goes to we again walks out of our hotel, walks to a car park. I mean, I'm not used to that, by the way. Parking my car four miles away from um, the hotel where the, where where we're staying, kind of thing. That, that, that did I piss didn't you off, like it. it pissed me <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, because you're at an exclusive event. I mean, I'm used to people bringing cars to me. I mean, but the thing you is, I mean? it's 115 cars, so 
Understand, Especially in mate. central Rome, finding somewhere to park. And that one was one of the closer ones, it let's was. face it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rimini, we really did walk for 15 minutes to find the cars. We literally walked for 15 yeah, minutes, yeah. 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 So we, we were really tired. We had to get up really early in the morning. And then we had facing us the longest day, as you said. Big, big day. This is the famous one, which is Rome all the way up to basically back to Milan. It's... Um, uh, Oh, why have I now forgotten the name? San San uh, San Magaiori Terminal. Anyway, yeah, it's near Milan. <laughs> so this huge day ahead of us. You know, we I, I think I'd had four hours sleep. I definitely counted. Um, and we had this sort of walk to the thing. And we're driving out and nailed the the film crew in the perfect place. Josh and Matt nailed it. We had a beautiful drive out, but we felt up against it, didn't we? We did. And initially the day, and I think it was this day. It started off really well. Yep. Great roads because we probably. The, the on on the Thursday, we had some good roads and some bad roads. We sat in some traffic. We didn't sit in some traffic, but there was a, there was a part of the of the Thursday that had some really good roads in it, and we was really enjoying ourselves because me and me and Sam, both of us, we both do lots of lots of road trips, and and, and we like nice out. Road, mountain roads, mountain, mountain roads, road. or canyon roads for me if you're from California. No traffic, you know, lots of corners, sweeping. That's what we like to drive. Absolutely, I'm so, not about the motorway life. No, me too. Yeah, Flat out in a straight line does nothing for boring. me. Yeah, yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a bit of that on the Thursday. You're right. We had a bit of that. Yeah. So we had a bit of the really nice roads, and then and then on Friday morning, initially when we left, it kind of started to carry on like that. And I thought, this is brilliant. Like, this is this is what it's all about now. Maybe maybe th- th- this is going to be the rest of the trip. So uh, we arrived into Siena. Oh, Remember mate. the high we were on? Mate, that was... that Was was that the, the bit where the horses... In the, yeah, in the square. That was the highlight of the trip yeah, for me. Yeah. When, we, when, we, when, we, when we drove into Siena and drove into that... Uh, I, I'd describe it as a big courtyard. Piazza. Pia- Piazza. That was that's the me- that is a memory that I'll never ever forget. Yeah. That was like amazing. Because you're right, we'd had this incredible morning. We were buzzing. We'd driven some great roads. We just come across a pista, didn't we? Oh. Both of our favourites. Because the whole time, the whole rally, we were both desperate to see some pistas because yeah. we never saw them. We were like, because well, numbering wise, they were like five seventy, five sixty, five seventy because yeah. of their years of production compared to us down in the the six twelves. So we were desperate to see some pieces, see what they were like driving like and see them in anger. And the only time we'd seen one to that point was when the idiots were coming past. We were in a tunnel, in a tunnel, and a piece of spider pulls in front of us. And he's sitting there and he lines the guy up in front of us. And in a tunnel, he tries to, or he goes for the overtake of this car. And the car goes, like massive snap. Yeah. And he's gone. Yeah. He just he just carried it through. And we yeah. were both like, oh my God. And we, that was hilarious. But that was the only time we'd seen a pista until our arrival into Siena. For sure. And, and he pushed us up the hill. Uh, yeah. And the, the, I mean, we'd spent loads of time following SF90s and seeing SF90s and witnessing how fast they are on a straight line. But they have very different, characteristics to a pista obviously because pista's got semi-sick tyres and it and it just like Sam said it just always snaps on you for no reason such an aggressive car it's it's so it's loads more aggressive than SF90 because of the way the power is and whatnot, and and it was just so funny for we laughed for about two minutes yeah. so it's just, it was, it's so it was like the first time we'd goal. seen a pista the whole trip <laughs> and the guy nearly wrote it off in a tunnel but he just carried it so well <laughs> 
See, we got to Siena, we were like, oh my God, on top of the world. We were buzzing, we were high-fiving, everyone was taking pictures. Tony was like, I don't want to get back in the car, I want to walk and take photos. Yeah. Like, that was when I'd noticed I'd done a bit of damage to the 360. We'll recover that again. And we had I didn't a coffee, didn't we, after? Yeah, and a coffee. Beautiful I was like, coffee. oh, this is, this is just yeah. literally the best day. Yeah. Then. It was hot. It went rapidly downhill. Oh, mate. So it went from the best day to the worst day. And you know why that was? We, after Siena, we stopped at the petrol station to regroup. Regroup with the camera guys, figure out where we were at with our day, look at footage, fill up, just plan a load of stuff. You were actually doing a tiny bit of work as well, do you I remember? I was, yeah. yeah. So we were pulled over at this petrol station probably for maybe even 30 minutes. And because we're running near the back, if we were 612, I think the last number might have been 628, six, something like that. Yeah. Didn't take long for the field to come through. They'd all gone. Now, the thing is, if you're running as part of a Melia Melia convoy, you do get police support. So you have a police motorbikes that ride alongside the convoy. You have police cars. You have the pace cars. You have official cars. Yeah. And something we definitely need to talk about, which you haven't really yet, is you have public and local councils aiding you along the route. So they, you have local police people stopping traffic. You have public warning you about bumps in the road. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. The minute you drop out of that, you are, uh, you're just a Ferrari driving through Italy. Yeah. It's like all the people, all the infrastructure disappears with the last car. Mm. And it's quite hard to understand because the classic rally, it really isn't far behind us. No. Like if you wait an extra half an hour, you're in and amongst the classic, which is also a disaster. Oh, he was a couple of times. A couple of times we got involved with the classics and that was a headache. Um, but yeah, so on this day, we had dropped right back off the main Ferrari pack. And we assumed that would be fine. We assumed the roads were going to continue. We'd just catch everything up because everyone drove so slowly on the twisty roads. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the route we decided to descend towards Via Reggio on the coast. And all we can say is that on the coast, no one cared about Mila Emilia. No. There wasn't a soul out on the roads watching or cheering us on. There wasn't a single local police person or council person or infrastructure and there was definitely no kind of Mila Mila official. So we were literally an old Ferrari in traffic at the seaside. Yeah. And at that point, that is where I lost the will to live. Yes. Full on lost the will to live. For four hours, including a bit of a lunch stop, we averaged 23 kilometers an hour. Yeah. For four hours. Yeah. And yeah, Tony lost his call. Yeah. <laughs> You just went very quiet. Yeah, because I was annoyed, mate. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to just sit in traffic. But like, it's not not what it's about. It's not what I expect a road trip to be about. And you as well, to be fair. Like, I was fuming. You you didn't have the ump as much as me, but mainly probably because you were driving as well. At least you had something to occupy you. There was points I was just. I mean, I was quite happy to sit. Well, I mean, I wasn't quite happy to sit there, but you know what I mean. Like, I was in there. I mean. I am of a sense of person where you can't, if, if you can't, I can't, I couldn't change it. I'm there. I wasn't going home. I wouldn't leave you. I'm, I'm in the car, but I was just pissed off. Like, I just thought, flipping hell. I've been in the car nine hours already. We've still got another 200 kilometers to go at that point. And I'm thinking, flipping hell, please let this day end. Like, I have just about <laughs> and as well don't forget three or four hours before we was in Siena yeah. in that piazza having the best time of our lives so we'd gone from right up there to literally like being run over by a lorry yeah. <laughs> literally and the thing is you say you weren't going to leave but you'd, you'd been quiet for about an hour 
And I was just, I was letting you, you know, letting you just dwell in it. I was like, I'm, just, I'm not going to, you know, I think if I say anything right now, he might get out and leave. No, I wouldn't. I've just got in on you. And the first thing you said was, if my mates were here, they would have just left. Well, uh, and I went, would have. I went, and what? Just going back to the hotel? You went, no, I left the whole thing. Just, yeah, gone, gone, just, yeah. like, just given up, just left. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> Sucks for them because you know, <laughs> what a silly thing to do. <laughs> yeah, because that, that that's not what we envisage as a road trip. Like they they just would have had enough of sitting in all that traffic, and not because they give up because they're not them sort of people. Just because like what, what it was have crap. I paid all this money yeah. for. It it was crap, yeah. and what we later discovered it was because we had dropped so far back. Because we asked everyone else, "How was your Via Reggio experience?" And there were two or three other cars with us, um, but but everyone else had just been escorted through by the police. Yeah, and we found that on the following day, if you get the police escort, life's great. Like at that point, you have zero concerns. So. It was our fault for falling back, and we'll blame that a little bit on filming and and uh, doing a bit of work post Siena. We're just trying to do our jobs. But at the same time, it's not quite how it should be because it, just because you drop a little bit far back off the pack, you're suddenly in no man's land. And yeah, we 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 both of us had a miserable time. I was like, look, this is this is the testing part of the event. This is a an endurance challenge. This is a competition rally. It's not all going to be absolutely dreamy. Yeah, we just got to get through this. And thank God we did because we got through it. We stopped again, did a bit of filming, did a bit of a cold reset and then got treated oh, with firstly the Chisa Pass. Yeah. Which were, I, on the day we called it the Caesar Pass. Yeah. Probably not. It's C-I-S-A. So help yeah. me Italians. Chisa. Arguably, I mean, definitely the best road of the trip. 100%. A road that both of us want to go back to, probably one of Italy's best roads. It and was I, a great and I think road. I've done it before with Lamborghini because I've done a Tuscany okay. Lamborghini trip. So I, I said to you at the time, I, I I couldn't remember, but if it's a one of the best roads in Tuscany, yeah. I probably have done. I probably did do it before. And because we had dropped back again and done a bit of a research, we had a completely clear run. We did. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was absolutely unreal. It was genuinely one of the best moments. And. It was one of the moments where we just needed to just forget about everything, forget yeah. about the competition, forget about the filming, forget about, and just enjoy being in that moment and yeah. allowing the car to run free and allow us being into Italy. And, you know, there were some moments, even though we were there for work and there to capture it all, that was a very important moment that we just had to not worry about anything else. Yeah, but we didn't and just know, drive. Did we? Yeah, yeah, and just yeah, drive. Yeah. And it was yeah. genuinely amazing yeah. and super cool. And then at that point, we started to catch the other cars. We had some amazing driver roads. I harassed the hell out of an F8. You did, oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You were like, oh, let's see what he could do. And I was right on the back you of it. was. We got some footage of it as well. We got some great You've footage You've done well, mate, to be fair. And it was the one and only time that successfully I scared the crap out of you. Well, I mean, I'm not the... The, the 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 best of passengers anyway. Um, I don't mind being in a car with you, and there's there's some other people I don't mind being in the car with. But there was this one moment, and I like to think I can normally judge quite well, which is why I don't flap too much. If if someone half knows what they're doing, I'm fine because I I can kind of read what they're going to do anyway. We goes into this corner, and I'm sitting there, and I think it's because I looked, at, I was looking at the book, and then I looked up. And I said to him, I, I had a little bit of a panic, and I said, mate, you're going way too fast. <laughs> like, I, it you was had a, a genuine, big panic. You went, no, 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 we're going too fast. Yeah, we're, we're, going go, too we're going too fast. I mean, we wasn't, but but I think it was because I was looking down, and then I looked, looked up, up, and then I, and then this corner come, and I, I just had a little bit of a flash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, where are I, mate? <laughs> 
Inherently, I don't think you trusted the brakes on my car. I think that was your big concern throughout the trip. It, it's my biggest concern on all cars, mate. Yeah. Like, it's one of the biggest things for me on a car, like brakes and grip. Like, and I think it's because of all the track stuff I've done. I, I, you, you don't realise how much you rely on a set of brakes. And Of course. When the car was getting hot, and to be fair, I slagged that car off. But it done everything you asked it to do. It got hot a couple of times, but so did a few of the other stuff. And don't forget, it's 20 years old, by the way. And the only time it really, really got really out of its comfort zone in terms of temperature is when we'd caned it and then come to a, a, a halt and then sat in 20-minute traffic with all the other cars waiting to get our stamp for the Cecil stage. And we didn't get any warnings. I just electively chose to pull over and, and vent You things. just kept a high... Uh, but had you not, it would have got... It would have overheated, for sure. I think it would have yeah, sure, yeah. really got too but, hot, yeah. But in general, it would... It done exactly what you asked it to do, and you you kind of have to commend it for that because it's twenty years old. And we've we've said it before; it is one of the best example three sixties full stop. So I expected it to do the trip. But did you have a nicer time in the car than you thought you would? I did, yeah. More comfortable than you expected? Um, no. I mean those bumps. No, not not. I'm not. It wasn't the bumps, mate. The actual ride wasn't that bad. It was the seat. I mean, after I about see, two hours. No, the, the seats wasn't that uncomfortable. I had sweaty arse. <laughs> <laughs> and my back was dripping. It was so hot. It was hot. It was so the, hot. The air con is, I mean, it's 20-year-old air con, so it's like... It's effective, but it's not modern. It's like an asthmatic blowing at you. <laughs> That's an old Top Gear joke, isn't it? Yeah. Right with a straw. <laughs> yeah, it's, li- it's literally like that, mate. No, it's not that bad, mate. It's not that bad. It cooled, <laughs> yes, it, no, no, it cooled us down, but if you open the window for a second, woof, yeah. eat back in. Yeah, you're right. Like it was, yeah. it, it, you know, it's, it's not modern car air con, but it's, it's very good. And look, I'm going to come out and say it because you won't, but that car, I think, blew my mind with what it achieved. We, we kept in with car brand new modern Ferraris. We thrashed it as much as we needed to or wanted to. We never, apart from the one moment in that town where I was like, look, I'm going to proactively choose to stop and vent this. We're not in a rush. Let's protect ourselves. There was never a moment where I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to push the car too hard. Like we did everything. We yeah, harassed yeah. F8s. We were in the mix with F90s. We competed. We bossed it and the car was absolutely spectacular. Yeah, the car, the car, the car done exactly what you wanted it to do. And fair play to the car. And yes, there was a few modern stuff that you harassed, but I think that's because you know what you're doing and they didn't. Because if they knew what they're doing... They should have pissed off. Mate, There you is no see, way that I should have been harassing an F8. No chance. Like, not a child. And no disrespect to him. Everyone has different levels of driving, but you're very competent in the way you drive. You drive safely, you drive briskly. You're very used to driving like that as well, by the way. You're used to your car. Some people... That's the only trip he'll do for the whole year. And, uh, it, and he doesn't drive m- m- really a lot at all. So he would have been absolutely cruising and you're flat out. And he, he probably thought I was an arsehole. He probably thought you was an arsehole. Yeah. We're seeing here slagging everyone. He's probably going, there was this 360. <laughs> Guy was a nutter. And the bloke Pushed in the road. Pushed me along the, the road. Bloke in the Portofino as well. Which one? There was a... It, which colour? Uh, oh, no, don't say which colour. No, I won't which say which colour. There was a Portofino um, with a foreign plate and it was always in the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> always in the way. <laughs> Yeah, There's a couple was, of them that were just... We they just were kept just coming cru- across. They yeah. were just cruising. I mean, yeah. fair play. If that's what they've... Yeah, it's totally fine. Just no get problem. out of the way. <laughs> just get out of the way. And I think as well, there was, a, there, there was a lot of that on the trip where they just saw 360. Oh, my car's faster. I'm coming. I'm going past, past it. They didn't take into consideration... 
excuse me, whether you can drive it or not. It's just, and probably the the challenge. Tradali and the and the the scud probably had that further up front where they just thought that's a really slow car I'm coming past coming it. Past it yeah. But it's not always about that. Yeah, but it's not. You know it's, what it's, I mean? it's about the driver. So, what cars caught your eye then? Of everything that we were passed by or <laughs> chased, what was the one that you went? Oh, I would have liked to have been in that this week. That's not a pista because I know pista is too obvious. Thing to say. Well, we didn't. Uh, well, didn't really see any pistas. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really see any, and it's one of my favourite cars. Full stop. So, had I had a choice. I would have been in a pista. Um, I, as fast as I know they are, I could not comprehend how fast them SF90s are on a straight line. I'd, I, I don't think I want one, although I did speak to you briefly about, oh, should I get one or blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's me. I don't think it's, I think it's a bit too soft. And But mate, they are so... So fast in a straight line. Do you remember that blue one that came oh past us? Oh my god! He drove really well. She, I, I didn't actually spot the yeah. driver, but of all the nutters, they drove perfectly. Like gauged their speed and their performance fantastically well. When they wanted to overtake, pulled clear out, checked, and then just blitzed it. But there was there was that at that point he'd done about ten cars. Oh yeah, what, launched everyone. Felt like and a big Arctic lorry, which yeah, felt yeah. like in about three seconds. It, 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 honestly, they are like an absolute bullet yeah, when they go. Insane. It was insane, insane how fast they are. I liked. I like. I know you wasn't that keen on them, and I know you used to like them. I I like to see the Roma on the road because I think they're I think they're a pretty car and they. Although they're a GT car, but I think that would have been fairly good for the trip. But I think the car that we both liked was the F8. The real surprise of the bunch. Yeah. Never saw that coming. Yeah. Both of us stepped away going, well, those F8s look pretty good. They, they look they? good on the road, don't they? They look really good. They were quick. They were driven well and also stupidly. But yeah, we were, I think on day one, we were like, oh yeah, 812 GTS is what a vibe. But by the end of the trip, it was all about the F8s. Yeah. We just both kept saying spiders or coupes. It's looking really good. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, there's one real moment we forgot. No, God. I, I was oh, going to bring it up. It? Go on, go on. Go <laughs> no, no. no the, the, there's one before then. The, 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 the 812, because well, we spoke about this before. I nearly bought an 812 GT. I was really, really close to buying one. They do sound lovely. They sound lovely. Uh, oh, such When nice they cars. were gunning it past or we was having a coffee somewhere. Do you remember when we was in that petrol station and we, we'd let the car cool down for half an hour and we heard a noise in the hills? <laughs> And then the, and this 812 GTS just come blatting past us, flat chat, and it did sound unbelievable. Super cool. But but the one of the other real moments, the next big moment, was the uh, the Enzo, following the Enzo. We managed one morning to kind of bump into the Enzo, the one and only Enzo on the rally, and, and basically follow it for a little bit, in and around the town and out yeah. on the road. Super nice guys, the guys who were driving that. And... Uh, it was special, I think, for both of us to yeah. see an Enzo on the road. And they were having a go. They were definitely having a go. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> clunky old car to be driving once. So Flip it, now. Some of the roads in Italy are so bad. No, all of the roads. It's yeah. <laughs> not so. I mean, how my car didn't lose body parts, I don't know. But yeah. how that Enzo survived, some of the craters that exist in Italy was mad. But it was yeah. it was super cool to see. You got some mega footage of that as well. Do you remember when we went into that little... Into the when we lakeside we, town, yeah. When we had the sea on the right hand side, and we Super just followed cool, it. Right? Oh, mate, that yeah, was beautiful. like, and the Enzo is like one of my all time favorite cars, so <laughs> it was mega to see. So, in summary, would you ever do the event again? No, <laughs> <laughs> why not? 
Because, I mean, maybe it'd be a little bit different. I would have liked to have been in the modern car. And actually, I think if you were being honest, I think you would like to like to have been in the modern car as well. Not because you don't adore your car, just because of what what the trip is and what it demands out of a car. And you trying to change gear in a four hundred dollars per car, uh, you know, you you bring a knife to a gunfight basically. So I, if I was to do it again, I would want to drive. But then, like, would I want to pay all that money? To, to most of the time sit in traffic, to be sometimes surrounded by a load of pillocks that can't drive on straight lines, to not stay in any really great hotels, to not really eat fantastic food. And probably not win. And probably not win. And if you do win, you get a trophy at the end. As far as we know, the grand prize is a little thing. So we were like, it should be eight twelve competition slot or something like that, or a Daytona SP three or some money. Maybe imagine if it was. Maybe it is. I mean, that's the thing thing is we don't actually know. So (laughs) we ended up coming forty fifth or forty third, forty fifth, I think, maybe in the end because we did slightly special on the last day kind of give up um at, at our top at our highest point we were 42nd uh that's because we royally screwed up day one but we learned very quickly that to really win it you've got to be super on it like the people properly competing had all the equipment all the they tech did, they'd all yeah. knew what they were doing yeah. so yeah it's very hard to win so you know i would agree with you look I, I wouldn't change a thing about what we just did i didn't wish we were in a more modern fast car but if i were to ever do it again I would do it in a modern fast car. I wanted that experience. I love that experience. It was the perfect experience for the 360, the whole year that I'm doing with it. Yeah. That, my journey with that car, it was perfect. Yeah. It was exhausting. It was it was flat out. It was tiring as hell. And it's not something that I would rush back to do, at least in the short term. Mm. Could I see myself doing it again in 20 years? Potentially. Fair. But yes, I would like to do it in something that can be easier to drive at the higher speeds. Yeah. Because that's the thing, because we were just literally ragging the crap out of my car yeah. for four days to keep in the mix. Yeah. Whereas if you were in a Roma, an 812, an F8, an SF90, you probably could have cruised a lot more yeah. or been at more comfort, you know, sort of within that window of performance yeah. and still been right in the mix. And, and, uh, and as well, which always uh, I found really hard to gauge, and we had it a couple of times where you'd come up to a car and you'd say, mate, all right to go. And because I'm used to a modern car that's really fast, I would go, because I wouldn't, you know. Sure, you you didn't know how to judge it. I didn't know how to to judge it. But we got good communication there. We We, we figured that out. We did figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but it was a truly unforgettable experience, a memory that I will have forever, especially there was points of it that I will never, ever forget. Like I said, uh, Sienna. The Sienna bit, like that was incredible. And mate, something you'll never do. Like you, you can't you, drive. Protect, you can't, can't drive there. Well, not with a lot of Ferraris either. Like, Correct. And that's the thing. And that's kind of what I want to end on is whilst we've both sitting here now saying, look, we're not rushing to do it again. It was <laughs> an unbelievable, unforgettable experience. And I want to encourage people to go out and do it. Yeah. But it's just, it's so trying that it's not something that I think you can rush back to. But there are plenty of people who do it year on, year on, year on. But for us, it was, it was full on. Yeah. It's the fact that really it was an amazing showcase of Italy's love for the car. Yeah. And I don't think there's anywhere else in the world that could host an event like no that. And there are other events. I get people will comment now and tell me about other historic rallies and look, peeking to Paris, something that I want to do at some point in my life, but wouldn't come close because apart from Via Reggio, 
throughout the entire route, not just every town and village we passed through, every kilometre of road, there was a local Italian on the side of the road cheering us on. And they were. Gas, gas, they gas. all came out of that yeah. house. You had the old men sitting in their chairs waving their flags. You had the old women yeah. standing up and giving us hurrah. You had kids. Like, the atmosphere was unbelievable. Yeah. And that pure passion is intoxicating. In our yeah. moments of being a bit sad and being a bit fed up and being a bit tired, yeah. we're immediately turned up on end by the enthusiasm of people as we're driving yeah. through Italy. Yeah, and you do get that in Italy as well. Even when you're not in a big convoy, the Italians, whenever I drive through Italy, they they do naturally just move out of the way. If they see a supercar, they are very accommodating you go to Switzerland, they want to kill you. Yeah. But, but, do you know what I mean? Like, or as we discovered, the Netherlands. The- <laughs> How dare you? But, but you're right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're car minded, but the fact that they are all sitting out on the streets yeah. for six to eight hours to see the Ferrari tribute, then the classics and all these different elements. It's, you literally couldn't experience that anywhere else. Yeah. And that's, I think, what makes it special. Because if the crowds weren't there, it wouldn't have felt as so incredible. No, especially when we were going through some of the villages. And there was one village we went through. We couldn't move. Yeah. Remember, mate? Like oh, we, my we, God. We, we, like you could not move for people. They all had to move out of the way. Because don't forget, people, the roads, everything is still open. Nothing changes. Like, we're driving through these places. We're driving down this road. Nothing's closed off. You just have an escort in terms of getting to places quicker. But, you know, it was normal, normal working. Italian Italian health and safety, not quite the same as the UK. Can you imagine? We said that, didn't we? Oh, my God. This would never happen in London. Never No chance. But yeah, an absolutely amazing experience. I hope you've seen and enjoyed the videos over on the main channel. If they're both out, as I say, I don't know when this is going out in relation to those videos. I'm a mess. Um, But it was, yeah, an amazing experience. And I say, I said at the beginning, and I'll repeat it again. I'm so glad that you were there. And I I don't think there were really anyone else that that could have done that trip except except for Vicky with me, because it was super trying. We had to really trust in each other a lot. Um, And actually probably worked out well that you couldn't drive because of your license issues. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it worked out kind of perfectly. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to drive your car how you drove your car, and you wouldn't have wanted me to drive it how you drove it I would be furious. Yeah, I mean, mean, my my car, I wouldn't care if you drove it flat out because it's modern and I I wouldn't give a toss. I think you'd get way too scared to drive it. <laughs> I will. I'd be cruising. Where's the cruise control, Toby? But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it actually worked out quite well because I, I wouldn't have wanted to drive your car. Not, not, not how you were driving it, for sure. Well, we had an amazing time. We and yes, did. We hope you all enjoyed it. And maybe this is the start of many more adventures that Tony and I will do together. I've tried to convince him to do Peking to Paris, but <laughs> I think he immediately said no. no so. But there'll be others. There'll be others. So yes, uh, if you've enjoyed the episode, of course, give it a thumbs up if you're watching here on YouTube. Subscribe, turn on notifications for future episodes. If you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravel with Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. And we'll be back with you for another episode next week. Bye-bye. See ya. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.